Hello, everybody, and welcome to a fresh edition of the Rainbow Skyline Podcast and Game Notes. Game Notes. That's we're right. Good. We're back. We're back. It's a special crossover edition. Uh, I'm Nick Cosmeyer. This is Tony Jones. Um, we're coming at you from the Pepsi Center, and we're crossing over because for the first time all season, the Nuggets and Jazz are okay. together. I, I, I got a rant here, bro. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous that the two best teams in the Northwest Division – no, we in the north. We're in the we're in the northwest. Yes, we are in the northwest division because divisions don't matter anymore. No, so I forgot. But they just they should just call them arbit. They should have, like be named as yes. an animal or something like the tiger division. Like two best teams in the northwest division, and it's January thirtieth, and they're facing each other for the first time. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but they'll see each other next next week. Next week, and back in Salt Lake. Uh, and to me, neither one, neither one of those games are going to tell you very much of what happens if, you know, the two teams get into a playoff series. Because number one, the Jazz were on a back to back today. They were missing Mike Conley. They were missing Tony Bradley. So they're missing two rotation guys. The Nuggets were missing three starters: Gary Harris, Jamal, uh, Jamal Murray, and, and Paul and, and Paul Millsap, plus another rotation guy in Mason Plumley. Uh, they're fine backup center. So and then next week. The Nuggets will be on a back-to-back. Yeah. So neither one of these two games are going to be really indicative of what happens. Yeah, and you, you wish that they had gotten together, like, early on when everybody's healthy. Fresh. Still figuring it out. Fresh. Right. Yeah. Right. So we had to settle for this, like... <laughs> it was kind I was telling somebody, like, the, the Nuggets and the Jazz are finally playing, and uh, I think it was Matt Moore. He's like, but are they, though? Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, but that's that's correct. I mean, you know, the Jazz are clearly tired. They have tired legs. And, like, the Nuggets are clearly... Listen... The entire league right now is kind of slogging through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you see, you know, I know Kawhi Leonard didn't play, but uh, the Clippers lost at home, I believe, to the Kings by 20. Yeah. I mean, these are the kind of um, results that you're seeing right now. And, and the Jazz have lost three straight. They went from 32 and 13 to 32 and 16. None of this really means anything because, like you said, you're within a few weeks of the All-Star break. You're going through the dog days of the NBA regular season. Everybody just wants to get to the break, kind of healthy and kind of regroup. Uh, so you're seeing some wacky outcomes. Right? Yeah, and they stack they stack a lot of games up right before the break to like try to get them all in, and it's it's almost like counterintuitive in some ways because then you're you're flipping it back and you're like, I'm on All Star break, but I'm so <laughs> I'm so wrecked and so tired that am I even really re- recovering? Um, no, both teams have been at it. The Nuggets just came off of a stretch where they had. Three back to backs in a row. Like they, they had a back to back, had a couple of days off back to back, and it was just you know a lot of them had never kind of seen that before. And then they're getting ready to fly right now to Milwaukee to play again. So um, yeah, the, the schedule is pretty wild. But um, you know, let's let's get to it a little bit anyway. One hundred six, one hundred. You know, today was All Star Reserves Day. Nikola Jokic makes a second. But take me into you know take me into you know Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell getting their all star also recognition and, and what was what was the vibe like with that well i mean it it was incredibly gracious and grateful. Everybody go read my story uh on Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert making the all star game uh it it chronicles um nicole mitchell donovan mitchell's mother uh writing a letter to her son uh in in celebration and kind of reflection of what you know, that family went through AAU days and stuff. So, um, both of these, both of those guys were just like, wow, you know, it's, we can't believe that we're here. You know, 
I said this in my story, but you know, neither one of those guys are five were five star McDonald's All American guys. Ordained, preordained, one undones. I mean, this is not, you know, these were not guys that, you know, were were headed for stardom at a very early age. These are guys who had to scrap and fight and claw to get to where they wanted. Um, so the fact that you know they got to uh, this level, they've gotten to this level of their careers. Uh, it was pretty. It was a pretty celebratory day for for Rudy Gobert, for for Donovan Mitchell, and for the Jazz in general. Yeah, no doubt, and especially after I would assume after last year, as emotional specifically as Rudy Gobert was, uh, you know, it was a pretty obvious snub that he didn't get in. Um, they just had it. Was it was it like a weight off, or, or did was there any concern or worry that he wasn't going to be in? Yeah, you know, I thought that that you know, I thought he was a lot less of a lock last year. Um, you know, he was fighting with Carl Anthony Towns, who had had a really good season last year. And the Timberwolves weren't quite as you know, terrible as they are. And now. the Timberwolves <laughs> weren't quite as terrible as they are. And, you know, Towns has missed some games this year. His performance hasn't been as good as it was last year. It's still pretty good. Um, but also, Rudy just kind of, he's been so good this year that it, it, it was just kind of like, you know, there was no choice. So, you know, I thought he was a lock. I talked to him yesterday and I said, Hey, congrats on your, you know, your all-star, your all-star birth. And he looks at me and he says, don't say that. <laughs> and I said, come on, Rudy, you're a lock. He's like, I'm not a lock. And I was like, you're a lock, dog. Like, it's, it's, you're there. You're fine. You're a lock. He was like, you never know. So, you know, jaded. I mean, it was just, you know, it was kind of yeah. like you jaded and, you know, but clearly, I mean, just from that conversation, what you know is he really wanted this, yeah. right? And he was really nervous for this. He set his alarm for 445 so he can get up um, like, a, nap. like a kid yeah. from Christmas, get up from his pregame nap and and watch the uh, TNT pregame, the TNT uh, selection show. So it was pretty special for him, and obviously it was special for Mitchell, a 23-year-old guy in his third year, yeah. um, being able to, to get to this pinnacle. I, I think the interesting part for, for Nikola Jokic, um, you know, obviously a, a, another guy who it wasn't wasn't a surprise that he got selected, even though Charles Barkley was saying that uh, that he had him off of his list. Uh, he was, the, I think, the only guy on their staff that did. Um but I, I think what's what's different about this season for Jokic is that when he when it started, it was the first time at the beginning of this year where he he himself admitted that he was struggling. Um, and, and you know, a lot of people were like looking for answers and trying to figure out, um, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out Matt Moore. Matt Moore comes in. Matt, he can just get him in and join the pod. Should have had him just come on in and then and Matt come back. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he actually, he actually had to work through some things. Um, came out of the gates and. You know, even Jokic not playing well, he was still averaging 15, 10, and 6, you know. So it wasn't as if he wasn't still being an impactful player, but it was just that he had been so dominant in the playoffs against the Spurs and Trailblazers, averaging almost a 25-point triple-double, that you just say, okay, he's going to come back in and, and pick up where he left off. But long summer, um, you know, play with Serbia, all that kind of stuff. So there was a million questions about maybe why is he starting slow, but Ever since maybe the first four or five weeks of the season, he's just been dominant. And, and you've seen it now, especially over the last couple of weeks where he sort of had to be for them because they're, they, they're down so many guys, you know, tonight, 28 points, 10 assists. And then, and when the Jazz got it close at the end, I think he scored the last 11 points of the game for the Nuggets. He's, he's been that clutch player. 
Um, and, and so I think it was, it was no doubt for him, especially after he had finished. I think he was the fourth front court, front court, uh, vote getter among fans. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a good honor for him, but you know, for the Nuggets, it's like who, who will be their next all-star? That's, that's the question I think when this happens. Is Jamal Murray ever going to get to that? It might level? be Michael Porter. That's what that, I mean, I was going to ask you, um, you know, sort of your, your thoughts on them because you, you saw him live tonight. Here's a guy that, um, gets you 12 points, 12 rebounds, and, and you know, his defense is starting to come around a little bit better. Um, there's he, times you watch him, you just say this guy's got star potential. Well, here's the thing with Michael Porter Jr. He, he doesn't know what he's doing defensively. He doesn't know what he's doing off the ball, his rotations. Um, you know, he makes a lot of mistakes with his rotations. Uh, and, you know, and that, that was part of the reason why the Jazz got out by 11. But, man, the talent. <laughs> I mean, the shot-making ability, um, the, the, you know, the, the, the ability to score at all three levels, um, the rebounding, and the one thing that he does that's really underrated that people don't talk about because he plays so well with the ball, he cuts without the ball very, very well. Um, makes very good reads offensively. Um, you know, he, he, he's resilient in getting after the basketball. He's a traffic rebounder on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, so he, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, once this kid figures out what he's doing, once he gets a, a, a year of weight room under his belt, he gets stronger, he's going to be a problem. You know, so, I, I mean, I, I'm, I cried on Twitter when the Knicks drafted Kevin Knox over him. And, you know, I know a lot, my, a lot of Knicks fans, because I'm a Knicks fan, and a lot of Knicks fans are like, no, we want Kevin Knox. Michael Porter is, is, he's not healthy. Wait for a year. <laughs> You're not just winning anything leave, this year just anyway. Wait. Yeah. Take him and wait. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it, you it's, know, it's, he's, he's got tremendous, tremendous talent. One of the, the, the rebounding has really, like, I think that was the one thing that surprised me a little bit is just, you know, and you think, Retrospectively, he's six foot ten with a seven foot two wingspan, but he he knows how to use his length. Um, you know, our guy TJ McBride has said he's good at being tall, and and it's and it's true. He 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 has good body awareness. Like he knows how to use his body. Doesn't know where to put his body a lot of times. But when he's when he doesn't have to think, and when he's just like whether he's going after the ball or he's trying to, to put a shot up over somebody, um, that that sort of like you said, awareness of where he is. That's when he's just so good. And, and the rebounding in traffic, I agree, has is, is been something that's – I think he's had uh, double-doubles in four of his last six games. I mean, he, he's just got a kind of a nose for it, a bit of a magnet to the ball. Um, so that, that's what I think I'm curious about is just how much how much better can he get, do you think, in like in, in a short time span? You've been covering the league a while. Like he's now starting to get the significant playing time that he wasn't getting at the start of the season. Can they get him enough – familiar enough through the second half of the season to where come playoffs, he's impactful without being a liability. Well, I think he, he's definitely got a chance to be impactful uh, in the playoffs. Um, you know, th- there are times where I see why Michael Malone is, is, is not as liberal with his minutes as he would be with some other guys because he does make mistakes defensively, and that's what he has to cut out. And the other thing he does, I think he has to clean up his shot quality. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot of long twos right now. He takes a lot of long contested twos. It's just a, a measure of his talent that he actually makes those. 
like he made a couple of long contested twos today. You, he, you want threes, 15 footers, layups. And, you know, he takes a lot of 18 and 19 footers. And right now that's the worst shot in basketball. Right. So, you know, I think you clean up your shot quality, clean up your defense, especially in making your weak side rotations. Um, and then, you know, you do that, then the scoring, that's when it starts to become, it takes over and it starts to become so much more apparent. And then that's when the scoring becomes impactful, especially on the second unit. Yeah. Um, you know, and he doesn't have to be a playmaker on this roster. That's the beauty of it. Like he can go and just go ahead and get buckets because Jokic is the playmaker. It's the same thing with Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray doesn't have to be a playmaker on his roster. He just has to come, you know, do do a whole bunch of DHOs, mm-hmm. you know, figure it out, figure out, get into his flow of the game, get into his three point game, all of that stuff. So, you know, he the the one thing you know about this roster is. um you know, you look at Gary Harris, you thought he had star potential, but he's probably just, I don't want to say just, but he's probably, um, maxed out as, as, as an elite role player. Um, Jamal Murray's got star potential, but he's probably not going to be a superstar. But Michael Porter Jr., he's got superstar potential. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's the guy that in a lot of ways can elevate this roster from good to truly great. Because along with Jokic, that could be your one-two. It just the question is how long does it take for him to take? get there? How long does it take? And then when, when he's there, what is the, what's the landscape look like in the rest of the West? That, I think we just got to hit a couple more things before we get out here. Jordan Clarkson tonight. Um, you know, Nuggets went on a twenty-seven to one run, spending the third and fourth quarter to kind of rest control of the game. They got up by seventeen. He almost brought him back, man. You know, they, they yeah. put it within three with, with a minute to go. Which is, it was one of those things like, you know, I was like mentally checked out <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, this is a 10 point game. Ah, it's four minutes. What's well, it's fun. We sit, we, yeah. we get to sit next to, you know, newspaper guys yeah. on their deadlines. <laughs> well, you know, my story had already been, yeah, yeah. you know, my story was already online. I was just like, <laughs> okay, you know, let me check in for my flight. You know, just get to Portland. What am I going to do in Portland? Okay. I want to eat at the screen door and I'm, oh my God, it's a five point game <laughs> and there's still two minutes and 33 seconds. You got to give Jokic a lot of credit because he took over mm-hmm. down the stretch. Uh, and he did it one on one against Rudy Gobert. So you gotta give him a lot of credit, um, there. I think you gotta give Jordan Clarkson a lot of credit because like you said, he brought him back and Donovan Mitchell was just not there tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's basically all you could take. You know, you know, what do you look at when you look at the Nuggets? What do you look at for, you know, going into the all-star break long term? Do you think the Nuggets are where they want to be? I think more or less, yes. You know, that they're, they're a game better at this point right now than they were a year ago record-wise. It, and, it's, and it's kind of started to play out in the same way. You know, Torrey Craig tonight, who, who played really well in that, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Um, uh, he, to me, he was a player of the game. Yeah, 11 rebounds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his defense on Mitchell was tremendous. Right. And, and so he's a guy that is now, as he's starting to get more and more minutes, um, has been a more impactful player. You're seeing Jeremy Grant step into a much, much more consistent role as a starter, play so much better as a starter. Um, I mean, anybody that's getting to play alongside Jokic is gonna, is gonna be better. And so you're seeing it again, uh, of these guys who are getting this playing time that's actually allowing them to play well because early on in the year, all these bench guys who had had such a big role last year, they were stuck. I mean, everybody was healthy. The, until this stretch, the Nuggets were really healthy all year. 
And so Malone was having trouble, like, figuring out how to get guys rhythm when we have too many bodies to play. Now they all have to play, and they're all playing well. Torrey Craig, he, I mean, he, he admitted to I was like, sometimes I think we like it when guys, <laughs> you know, some guys are out, you know, because other guys get to get to shine. Um, you know, they need to get healthy, but I, I think, look, with Paul Millsap, he's going to be 35 years old next month. I, I just think they're they're not in a rush there. Um, you know, Jamal Murray, I think, will be back in a few games. Um, I, I think they're close to about where they would want to be. You know, there, there's nothing that you look at and just say they're just so far off on this. Um, you know, they don't shoot it real well, and if they are going to make a trade deadline move, you would think that, but is there's just not, in my mind, a shooter out there that you can go get for, for the you know for the cost that it would give you, especially when you don't have really draft picks as ammunition. Um, so I, I think they're about where they want to be at this point. Um, yeah, you know I, I can see the Jazz and the Nuggets getting into a series. Um, I can see the Jazz and a lot of teams getting into a series right now. That'd be like four or five, most likely. Yeah, I mean I think the Jazz. I, I think the the four spots are going to be the. The LA teams, the Jazz and the Nuggets. Yeah. I think that those are going to be, those are going to be your four spots. That's, okay, yeah. That's um, true. Rockets are sliding. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bit of separation um, in between, you know, those the four and the Rockets and the Mavericks. Um, I do think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the matchups are. If the Jazz get into a first round series with the Rockets, mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue for the Jazz. Um, you know, even the Jazz and the Mavericks, it's going to be, it's going to, it'll be fun. But, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, the, the, the Clippers, the Jazz and the, and the Nuggets are, you know, they're all within a game of each other. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers lost tonight, you know, unexpectedly. So, um, you know, that prevented them from getting some separation. And now the Nuggets are actually second in the West yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, so like well, you said, all those teams are within, those three teams are within one game. And yeah, all three within. or three and a half behind the yeah. So, you know, I think the Jazz just have to get to the All Star break, get through this tough, this rough part of their schedule. Um, you know, February is going to be rough. March evens out for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets a lot more balanced, and you know, and then they just kind of go from there. Yeah. No, I, I think um, I think that's really probably all that we could uh, take away from tonight. But Tony, man, it's fun fun to do this with you. We'll uh, we'll be back for uh, February. What's that? February 5th. February fifth. Yeah, we'll be we'll Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Where are you guys on the fourth? Oh gosh, here I think. You know, here against it's somebody. Here, here against somebody. <laughs> and all rolls and then, then you just get uh, on the plane yeah. and go to Utah. So these are this is our free episode for this week. Check for a bonus episode of Game Note of the Game Notes podcast and the Rainbow Skyline podcast later this week. Uh, you can only get those bonus episodes by being a subscriber. Subscribe. Subscribe. Keep us employed. <laughs> so go to theathletic.com slash rainbow skyline or theathletic.com slash game notes and you can get forty percent off an annual subscription. Until next time, thanks for stopping by. 